to all the listeners, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We start by praising Allah, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala mab'uthi rahmatan lil alameen, nabiyyana wa habibana Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin. Respected honorable listeners of Marqas Sahaba, and uh, all the other radio stations which would be or could be tuned in this morning. Alhamdulillah, all praise, all gratitude, all might, all power, all supremacy, all magnificence, all perfection, all excellence belong only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we ask Allah to send his choices, peace, blessings, salutation, salam upon our beloved leader and master, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We uh, find ourselves in the last week of the auspicious month of Rabi'ul Awwal. This month had witnessed the most important day in the history of humankind in that the Master Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the greatest personality ever to grace and to walk the face of this earth, was born in this month and came into this world in in this month of Rabiul Awwal. We uh, understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created insan where he is operating on two systems. System one is the brain, the body, all the faculties which he houses, etc. This is all system one. Now, this is automatic in that, for example, we are breathing in and breathing out. We don't have to give any any thought to this. We don't have to think, where's the oxygen, so I must breathe it in, and I just breathed out carbon dioxide. I should not put my face there to re-breathe it in. This is totally automatic. Wallahi, we are sitting and taking breaths, and we are even unaware of this. The blood is flowing throughout our blood body and the blood circulation is facilitating the entire existence of the body. But we are unaware of this. We don't have to give any thought to, hey, my blood must circulate properly. Uh, we, for example, perhaps have had a nice good breakfast and we were driving to work and we have reached work, etc. But we absolutely didn't have to think of how this food is going to be digested. The entire digestive system is working automatically. So this is just automatic, is by the fadl and karam and by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. System two is the spiritual self. This is the heart. Now the only way insan can reach his optimum, can reach his, his, his mission or his, his purpose of life, and to be successful in that, is if system one and system two uh, become totally in alignment, they become in sync with one another. Now we look and we understand that there must be a communication between system one and system two in order to facilitate this, uh, you know, unison of system and to bring it into sync and into alignment. So what is the language? What is What is the the mode of communication between these two systems. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Quran that 
بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ولقد خلقنا الانسان ونعلم ما توسوس به نفسه الله says verily we have created insan you think we are not aware of the whispers that go on inside of you الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس whispers so meaning that there is language there is a communication there is a dialogue between these two systems so we need to understand what is the language that has to be used or what is the u- language that is being used in or or that needs to be used in order to bring this into sync between the two systems so we would look at the history if we go throughout the history of humankind from the time of the inception and the birth of adam alayhi salatu wassalam right up to the present day if we look at the entire history of humankind then we would find that the only period in which man actually really became in sync and his two systems became totally aligned was in the era of the master sallallahu alaihi wasallam when nabiy karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam came to this world and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had brought him down to a people a nation that you know was stooped in jahiliya they were arrogant people they were a a a a a people of aggression and violence and 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 hard-heartedness if we look at the superpowers of the time who were the superpowers of that time we look at the roman empire the persian empire these were the so-called superpowers of the time but they had, they had ignored these people they had ignored the arabs because they had seen that you know what it would it would not make sense even to conquer them and bring them under your territory and try and control them because they would be uncontrollable it would be virtually impass- impossible to try and rule and control these people why because they were people who were unruly the people who were aggressive and violent they would fight you and they would oppose you all the time for generations they would continue that fight the master sallallahu alaihi wasallam told us that you know when we we speak of hisab and we speak of accounting of our deeds on qiyama then the first thing that would be taken to account would be your salah so in terms of huququllah the salah would be the first thing that would be questioned and would be taken into account and when it comes to huququl ibad then the first hisab the first first laws that would be made would be on murder but nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said this is not the murder that uh, you know habil and qabil what we uh, think of the first murder in the history of humankind nay this would be nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that those uh, uh, fathers who had buried their daughters alive who had killed their daughters they would be the first to be brought to account because these little girls had no idea they did not even know the reason why they were being murdered that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would bless a family through his permission with a beautiful daughter she would enter this world by the permission of allah and immediately her father's face would become red with anger he would probably choke her to death immediately or otherwise take the child and throw it into a hole and bury it alive understand so this was a people with such hard heart hard heartedness within them 
And in a short space of time of 23 years, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam brought these same individuals to where they reached the rank of where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Rabiyallahu anhum warabu'an, that Allah says, I am pleased with them, they are pleased with me. Understand they reached the highest pinnacle of, of achievement and success. So whichever language the Master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to bring these two systems of their system one and system two in alignment this is what we need to return to understand all the teachings all the legacy all the the the, the sunnah the shama'il of of the uswai rasul akram is in front of us we need to come back to that so that we could align our systems if we look around in the world today everywhere you go Anybody you speak to, people are talking of all the negatives in the world, whether it be locally, whether it be globally. And this is not just from crime on the streets, etc. This is up to governmental levels and what is happening from, from the so-called leaders and rulers of the world. So understand, we look and we see that everybody is operating on system one. Because the brain is telling you what is tangible, what is in front of you. If you have wealth and you have power and you have position and you have possessions, then this is success. You are successful. You are the, uh, you know, the main guy. You, you have everything. You, what is tangible in front of us. But understand that the Master, sallallahu alayhi wa showed us something else. Islam honored. It didn't matter. If the people were hungry, Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam one day comes out of the masjid after Fajr, and he sees Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Sayyidina Umar standing there, and he inquires from them that what brings you out so early in the morning? And they say, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, it is hunger. There's no food in the house. We have nothing to eat, and we haven't eaten for a while. So just this has brought, brought us out of the house so early in the morning to see, because we cannot just sit in the house in this hunt. And the eyes of the Master, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, fills up with tears. He says, Wallahi, the same reason that has brought you out so early in the morning has brought me out. So Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tells them, come, let's go. They're going towards the house of uh, 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 Abu Ayyub Ansari, Al-Ansari, radiallahu anhu. And he comes and he sees this illustrious trio coming and he's, he's overwhelmed that Allah, how fortunate am I, look what uh, have come towards my door this, this morning, such illustrious such uh, beautiful uh, people have come to me, said come you I invite you, you are my guest and Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says if you are inviting us, we accept inshallah, so uh, he tells his children, he's overjoyed, he tells his he says, slaughter one little animal there and tells his wife that prepare a beautiful dish. Look at who has come to our door today as guests. And uh, he starts all the preparations, come back to his guests who are seated and looking at the faces, he realizes that they perhaps haven't eaten for days. So he goes out and he breaks a branch from one of his date palms and brings the the, the dates and puts it in front of them that the meal will still be a while to prepare and, and here's some dates you can eat on in the meantime. Nonetheless, when the meal is prepared and brought and laid on the dastarkhan before them, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa immediately takes a piece of baked 
bread or roti, whatever it is, and he takes a few botis, a few pieces of the meat, and puts it in there, and he tells one of the youngsters, please take this to my house, because my, my, my Fatima has not eaten for days. Now we understand that the Allah, Nabi said, Sayyidatul Nisa, Ahlil Jannah. Yes, the, the, the Sayyidah, the queen, the leader of all women in Jannah, will be Fatima. But in this dunya, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had to send a few things, meaning my Fatima is not eaten for days. Understand, it made no difference whether you were in poverty or whether you were in affluence. Wallahi Islam and Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's deen and sharia and teachings brought honor. And this is what it's all about. That we want to be honored. In this world, in the world, in the year after, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to honor us. Wallahi Rabin, we need to come back to the system of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We need to come back to the teachings, the legacy of the Master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We need to come back to the language of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We are running out of scouts to learn from everyone, to teach us, to make us our teachers. Wallahi Rabin, the history of and, and, and the period of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the era taught us lessons with 313 malnutrition, ill-equipped Sahaba. If one had shoes, one was bare feet. If one had a spear, then one had the, the shield. There were not enough conveyances. Yes, all on, on barefoot and on foot. Coming to a thousand men who were, who were armed to the teeth, let's put it that way, who came in full preparation with everything. Yes, yet Allah granted honor and victory to uh, the Muslims in Badr. So understand that honor comes from Allah and it is not on the possessions that you have. It's not on just what you have achieved and what you have earned in this dunya. And today we are seeing this. That it's everybody just wanting to behind the, the power, the so-called leaders, etc. It's all a fight between ourselves on, on esteem and power and who I am and who's holding the position and who's in charge and, and, and who has the most. And yet we find ourselves in disgrace. We find ourselves in despair. We find ourselves being the whooping boys of the world. The Muslim Ummah is in tatters and in ruins throughout the world. We need to come back to that system. We need to come back to the legacy. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said in one hadith in Tabarani that Allimu awladukum salata khisal teach your children three things. Number one is hubbu nabiyikum to love their Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Number two is to love his family. Number three is to read the Quran. Wallahi al-Azim you could have studied studied everything in the world you could have had degrees upon degrees and masters and doctorates in everything but you have done yourself the greatest disservice if you have not studied two things one is the quran kareem the words of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which came through us through the mouth of nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and number two is the legacy the life the seerah of the master sallallahu alayhi wasallam like we mentioned imam tirmidhi rahimahullah may allah honor him and elevate his stages has done an excellent work the shamail let us read shamail tirmidhi or um, Every aspect of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's life is, is, uh, is uh, discussed in there. And we need to 
speak about this. We need to highlight. We need to, to encourage one another so that the love and admiration for the Master Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam comes in our heart because Wallahi Azim, it is only love and admiration that can facilitate emulation. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala grant us the ability and the tawfiq and bring this Ummah once again back to its, 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 its glory and its, its, its maqam and its izzah that Allah has has blessed it with وَمَا عَلَيْنَا إِلَّا الْبَلَاغُ الْمُبِينَ وَسَلَّ اللَّهُ وَلَا النَّبِيِّ الْكَرِيمِ وَعَلَىٰ آلِهِ وَأَصْحَابِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ وَبَرَكَاتُهُ